Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia! Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia! Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the waters of baptism, we have passed over from death to life with Jesus Christ, and we are a new creation. For this saving mystery and for this water, let us bless God, who was, who is, and who is to come. We thank you, God, for the river of life flowing freely from your throne through the earth, through the city, through every living thing. You rescued Noah and his family from the flood. You opened wide the sea for the Israelites. Now in these waters, you flood us with mercy, and our sin is drowned forever. You open the gate of righteousness, and we pass safely through. In Jesus Christ, you calm and trouble the waters. You nourish us and enclose us in safety. You call us forth and send us out. In lush and barren places, you are with us. You have become our salvation. Now breathe upon this water and awaken your church once more. Claim us again as your beloved and holy people. Quench our thirst. Cleanse our hearts. Wipe away every tear. To you, our beginning, our end, our shepherd and lamb, be honor, glory, praise, and thanksgiving, now and forever. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. So we have talked about for the last seven weeks how to keep the joy of Easter going. And this Sunday, it feels pretty easy because it is beautiful outside, which worked out as well because my thing for this week is taking care of the life of creation, which is a huge part of our Easter celebration is life. And so the challenge is, is when you're out and about this week or maybe even tomorrow or today, when you're out at the park or the beach or wherever you're going to celebrate, this sunshine and this joy that we have this weekend. Clean up trash if you see it. If you're in a place where you can plant life, plant it. It's this week I want to focus on taking care of that creation and remembering that that is a gift that comes with Easter is life, and life comes from creation. So I'm going to go over all the seven weeks because I don't want to forget them. We started with... What did we start with? Now I have forgotten. Is it wear something? Was that the first one? So wear something. Oh, tell the story was the first one. Read the story, tell the story. Wear your Easter best or your fun Easter outfit, shirt, tie, whatever it was. Um, pray about joy. Sing about Easter. I'm missing one already. Last week was make a friend because we take care of everybody. Do you need to go potty? All right. And, okay, go with Lucy. Oh, okay, I will take you. So this week, take care of creation. <laughs> I invite you to stand as you are able. 
Let's welcome the gospel together. Jesus prays that the life of his followers will be characterized by an intimate unity of identity with God. To be so identified with God means also to share in God's mission, to proclaim the word that will bring others into this same unity. The Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus prayed, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, and I are in, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one, as we are one. I in them and you and me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved me even as, sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of, of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. I was getting a little bit tongue-tied, but this is a bit of a... Of a twister of a, a scripture, right? I and you, and you and me, and, and we and them. There's this, this um, sense of being in one another. That, that, that Christ is in the Father. Not the same as, but in. And the, he's describing this unity, which is also part of the mystery of the, the Trinity, which is Unity without uniformity, right? The, the Jesus, ha, the person of Jesus has a place in history, the, what we call the person of, of God the Father. We talk about as usually as creator. And even though we, we understand Jesus to have been in the beginning with God, we still talk about God the creator as that transcendent God with which humans have very, very few uh, in-person physical interactions. 
And even then, they're, they're veiled or they're shadowed by a cloud to, to protect humanity. And then we've got the Holy Spirit, which is the person of the Holy Spirit. We talk about it. And that's, that's an advocate. That's a guide for us. That's um, the, blessing, uh, the blessing of being able to, to, to live out in ministry. Now, I know that's not Holy Trinity Sunday, but I'm talking about it because that's, that's the sense of how, how do you talk about unity? While being clear, it doesn't mean uniformity. And so he repeats himself because it's not easy. And I want to talk about why uniformity is where, quite honestly, a lot of us go. Churches, we tend to hang out with people who do stuff the way we do it. We tend to hang out with people who believe stuff the way we believe it. We tend to hang out with people who have a similar history to our own personal history. So even though we're told that this is given to the whole world and we know that, that no one is excluded, and I mean, we talk about that regularly, and I, I don't imagine that if I asked anybody here, you know, who did, who, who, who's, who, to whom does grace not extend? I, I mean, I just don't imagine that anybody here would think. And if you do, come talk to me later. Even though we believe it and we say it, what we live is separation by group. And then we define our group however we define our group. And we only get so close to people who are not part of that group. That can be dangerous. We have seen in the past 10 days, no, not in the past 10 days, the past two weeks, right? Somebody who drove hours to kill people of African descent because he identified them as different and less worthy. And that's what white supremacy is, right? The idea that white's better and more important, more valuable, et cetera. And, and not only killed people, but devastated the community and the nation. And then last week, I mean, we hear news of, of somebody killing elementary school children. We don't have any idea why. I don't have any idea why. But I can guarantee that separation and animosity and defining people as other comes into play. That's how racism works. That's how sexism works. That's how classism works. This idea that we're going to separate into groups, and then we're going to compete with the other groups to get more, better, be more important, et cetera. There are people who profit from us becoming extreme in our who's in and who's out identity. And it's not us. 
because Jesus prayed for us to live in God's unity. I mean, this is, this is Jesus' prayer the night before he's crucified. Now, when you pray for somebody, that, that means that you think they're worthy of asking God for some particular attention to that person, right? Praying for somebody means something about you caring about them and, and believing that they're worth it. So Jesus prayed for, he said, the disciples and those who will come to believe because of them. That's us. That's us. Jesus prayed for our unity. Our unity in Jesus, our unity with the Father, our unity with each other. It is tempting when we have crisis events, like the shooting in Uvalde, for us to get angry, and, and angry is probably a perfectly appropriate emotion, unless we become angry and hostile to each other, because we can't do anything about it right now, we end up getting mad at the people who disagree with us on gun control, or people who disagree with us on mental health care, or people who disagree with us on border control, or people who, who disagree with us on whether or not I should even talk about it in church. And then we start to, to, to become hostile to those people, which means we're not listening to them, and they're not listening to us, and that's not what Jesus prayed for us. But it's not uniformity. We don't have to agree. In fact, it would be unhealthy if we were all the same, right? We've got God the Father, Jesus the Christ, the Holy Spirit, this relationship. Fundamentally, it's a relationship of diversity. Now, homogeny is easier. It is easier to get people who are the same in some way to do stuff. It's, it's usually easier to track, it's easier to manage. Um, it it's, takes less work of trying to understand some sense of mutuality. North America isn't like that. And so we have to be intentional about, well, okay, how do we, how do we listen to each other? How do we take that anger, that rage, that pain, that horror, had children being murdered, and first pray about it, and then decide what is a healthy way of expressing it. And it's not going to be at each other. And I don't just mean the people sitting here at each other. People lock up and take, the, take extreme positions, it's my toe in the sand, Line in the sand, right? Line in the sand, well, something in the sand, right? You're over here, you're over here, we're gonna decide what labels to put on each other. And we hear this scripture that Jesus prays before, the night before he's crucified. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their work, in order to cover that. Now I'm going to point out, there are now five so that's. 
He's not praying it without explaining to us why, which is kind of nice when he tells us why. So that they may all be one, as you, Father, are me, and I am you, may they be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one, as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may become, oh, that, there's no so in this one, they may become completely one, completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. And then he prays that all those who have been given him may be with them. And he said, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that the love which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. What is Jesus praying for us? He's praying for us to understand ourselves as unity first and differently gifted. I, I rewatched the um, Lego movie this last week because I don't know if there are people here a fan of the Lego movie came out in 2014. Um, you know, Lego, Legos fit together in a particular way. It has, there's, there's, there's uniformity, but if you only use the same Legos, then all you just do is get a stack of Legos. So you're gonna build things with Legos. You need to get creative with them. So it's, there, there's a uniform unity thing in the movie. Anyway, it's, it, Great, great analogous, um, um, plus, plus there's some really funny stuff in it. But I rewatched it to, to, to refer to, uh, or to remember in a real practical sense, what does that mean for us? So what does it mean for us? It's one of those times where you can answer. Perhaps it means that we have to, as council, as groups that make in Bible study, as groups as we, we are actually go, moving on the uh, discernment process, that we talk about, mm, what are the barriers? What are the dividing lines for us here? And why? And do they, Express God's unity so that the world may know that God loves us, loves us and loves the world. We have to ask ourselves that. Everything we do as a congregation, we're actually called to do it. Everything we do as a Christian, everything you do with somebody that you care about, how does this express God's love for creation, express God's love for me? and express, I mean, oneself, not always me. Not that I don't appreciate you guys get it. Okay. And then express 
God's love and let people experience God's love as one. On this Memorial Day weekend, where a lot of us are, are shocked and grieving and um, dealing with dealing with with violence in in our lives and in our world and in our nation, uh, let us as one come before God, share our lament with God, and invite. God to come in that same way that Jesus prayed on his last night. I invite you to rise as you are able. Let us sing. confess together we believe in one God the Father the Almighty maker of heaven and earth of all that is seen and unseen we believe in one Lord Jesus Christ the only Son of God eternally begotten of the Father God from God light from light true God from true God begotten not made of one being with the Father through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit, the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Set free from the captivity to sin and death, we pray to the God of resurrection for the church, people in need, and all of creation. Holy God, make your people one as you and your son are one. Extend the gifts we have been given by, the, by your spirit to all people, especially those experiencing division or questioning your love. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Make worthy the work of scientists who look to the stars and planets, as well as scientists who look to atoms and molecules. Bring innovation and well-being to humanity through their discoveries. 
God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Keep in our minds those who have died in war, both military and civilians, especially those who died as the U.S. Drew from, with, withdrew from Afghanistan. May we honor them by seeking peaceful solutions to the conflicts that arise among nations and peoples. God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Grant freedom to all who are overwhelmed by chronic illness, depression, or constant worry, or PTSD. Open them to receive health and salvation in Christ Jesus through the Spirit's gift of faith. God, in your mercy. Stir imagination and understanding throughout the church in the work of poets, theologians, and hymn writers. Lead us into new visions and fresh expressions of your presence. God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Unite us with the saints who have died and been raised in Jesus. Train us to wait with eager longing for Christ to come again, even as we sense his presence with us now. God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. In your mercy, O God, respond to these prayers and renew us by your life-giving spirit through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let us pray. You gather the wolf and the lamb to feed together in your peaceful reign, and you welcome us all at your table. Reach out to us through this meal and show us your wonder, your wounded and risen body, that we may be nourished and believe. In Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The mission of Resurrection, Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. God, the author of life, Christ, the living cornerstone, and the life-giving spirit of adoption, bless you now and forever. Amen.
Christ is risen. Christ, Christ is, is risen, risen indeed. Hallelujah. Go in peace and tell what God has done. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.